I'm, I have not caught up on all the stories around uh, the scandal, but I'm going to say out loud, yo, uh, if you're a journalist and you happen to be listening to this, check the development departments. And we're back in a comfortable place. Back. Hello. Oh. Gentle folk of the internet. Greetings and salutations, everybody. This is episode four. Four? Of the Kindness Economy podcast. Four. Welcome. Episode four. Eight. Eight. Oh, eight makes way more sense. Did I say four? Yeah. Did you That's not see hilarious. the look on my face? That I was, was like, so wait, No, that was a funny look on your face. I was like, wait a minute. What's wrong with Who that? I said something wrong. <laughs> Who are we? Oh. Who are you? Oh, I am Courtney King. My business is C King Solutions. That is C as in Courtney King, K-I-N-G Solutions. You can find me at cKingSolutions.com. I am Rebecca Oliveira. I am bonus parent Baba all over the internet, and that includes TikTok, ah, which I will be talking about later. I will be talking also, I'm getting into some mystical art stuff totally following some alchemy whatnot and some tarot cards and mm. just weird things that are happening right now and i had a phone call with facebook i talked to them on the phone wait how yeah, how i retro. did that we're gonna talk about it later what is it a and rotary dial it wasn't no one no one none of our audience is gonna know what a rotary dial is anyway <laughs> the the and we're gonna be talking about your life as a series of props uh, and perhaps how that relates to the uh college admission scandal dropping right now oh what do you got going oh i'm gonna talk about the hard reset because i took a, some time off uh i'm gonna talk a little bit about gifts to your future self and i am going to touch on that whole college admissions thing but we are together we we are the, the kindness economy podcast did i say that yet I don't know. Do we get distracted? I think so. Very But that's likely. okay. We can say it again. That's just, we have the microphones. There's joy and repetition. <sighs> the Kindness Economy Podcast. Welcome. You've arrived. Welcome, gentle folk of the internet. I want to get it started off today. Uh, I We always talk about the self-care. And uh, in my fitness, I threw out my back. So <clears throat> that happened. And I am also playing around with things like um alchemy has been continuing to come up in my awareness mm. and i'm like i need to know more about that okay so i am trying to find out more about that wait in the trying to find out more about that i have purchased this book i actually followed up with our friend scott lefkoff mm. mm -hmm. he's the person that i got the finite and infinite games thing from yeah that's been his it's, jam it, for a minute super into that and and he also had on his shelf this book called the museum of lost wonder which is an alchemy book that is really difficult to search for uh, oh really <laughs> well i don't know what it's called so when i search alchemy books alchemy comics oh it is I, I didn't see this anywhere so it was actually really difficult to find this and i had to actually ring up scott and be like hey help me out please <laughs> and i have the the version of it that's not on amazon is the one that has the models of all the different transmutation stuff mm -hmm. that he's talking about um the game is not necessarily to turn lead into gold the idea is the metaphor right okay like metaphorically 
how do you turn lemons into lemonade? Right? Like that's hard for some people. And this is, it's, it's a metaphor of a variety of transmutation processes. So is this like an exercise book for? Sort of. It's like a weird comic graphic novel thing. Mm -hmm. And then it also has uh, three dimensional models that you can build that demonstrate different things. So it has like what amounts to like an Aurora Borealis universe where like it's just eating itself. Ouroboros. Got it. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Oh, is that it? Okay. The snake eating its tail? Yes. Yes. Ouroboros. Okay. Aurora Borealis is really pretty. Oh, that's a different thing. Totally different thing. Thank you. Good job. Okay. So uh, the universe eating itself and there's like a uh, the theater of the mind. That I've seen referenced in Scott's yes. stuff before. He put it in a top hat. Yeah. So it is literally over his forehead. And then he like reaches up and like twists things and like things in the theater change. It's pretty cool. I totally recommend it. Um, and I also got into, uh, I got a tarot deck and was... One of us. One <sighs> of us. So the problem was that when I was a teenager and I started playing with these things, mm-hmm. I couldn't control the channel. And my brain went to like a really terrible dark place almost immediately. Oh. And I was like, nope, don't like this game at all. And okay. just okay. cut it off. And now that I feel like a lot of it is the realizing my own power after um, my mom's death. Mm-hmm. Like the ways that I wasn't allowed to be my full and complete powerful self mm-hmm. while she was still alive. Like understanding more about what I'm capable of doing and being like, oh, that thing that you thought you couldn't do anymore, maybe you can. Maybe you are in fact capable of managing the channel now, that kind of thing. So I've been pulling a tarot deck. Mm-hmm. I, I walked past a store and like, it's like a facial and also crystal store. Mm-hmm. They have those around here. Like you do. And walking past, it was closed. And I saw this one deck and I was like, oh, I want to go in there. But I'm not waiting 15 minutes for the store to supposedly open again. Because it could be 30 minutes. Who the fuck knows, right? <laughs> not waiting. But walked past again the next day. They're open. Go in. Check all the decks. Yep. Still the one that I want. I'm like, all right. Intuition. Yeah, did did you pick it or did it pick you? And I was like, I'm taking you home now. Like, it's sort of like a kitten in the window. Yeah. Like, right, pick me. I wasn't expecting to take a kitten home today. But now? But now I have taken home a t- kitten that is a tarot deck. Anyway. Uh-huh. No, that happens. I like it a lot. Um, I'm enjoying pulling the cards every day and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's uh, for those that are like on team hyper rational mm-hmm. and they're not like feeling it. It's not necessarily like, like it could be a channel to psychic whatever, like that's possible. I'm not going to deny or confirm any of that. I have no idea. Yeah. What it is at its very basic level is just an impetus to think about something that you didn't come up with. Yes. Yes. It's just like I have a random set of ideas available to me and based on what I pull out of this card, I'm going to think about something. Yes. Like you... People have their own approaches to problems and you tend to fall into patterns. This is the thing that works. This is my jam. This is what I'm comfortable with. Right. You pull a card at random out of a deck and it's like, oh, hmm, 
oh, that's confronting me in ways that I didn't want to think about. I oh. didn't, you know, I didn't think about it from that angle or, oh, that's a question I didn't consider. These are all like, so those sort of uh, monkey wrenches that you're deliberately throwing into your flow mm -hmm. of comfort. I mean, that's kind of one of the ways I approach it. Yeah. It's, it's disrupting like, my comfortable thought patterns yeah. and giving me new ideas to There's chew other on. stuff out there. Think about it a little bit. And when I first started, it went straight to like really, really gnarly cards. It went straight to like, what was it? It like went straight to evil and death. Mm -hmm. And like, I got like all the really crazy cards right away. And I'm like, okay, so we're just going to sit just with ride this it. and just not. And then yeah. to last night's cards were like super nice. I'm like, okay, also don't get too comfortable with the really nice ride cards. It. Just chilling, you know, mm -hmm. nice thoughts. But it was, it's been really, really nice to get out of my comfort zone and get into new ways of thinking of things yes. and help me, help me give myself more tools on how to change the world and my perspective on things. Like if there's a couple ways that I can, I'm really good at making a win-win for myself, no mm. matter what the fuck happens. But there's a couple times where I'm like, wow. Ooh. That's some limiting mindset you got there, kiddo. How's that working out for you? Hmm? You like it? Doesn't seem like you do. <laughs> Sit with it a while. Let's see what Just happens. Continue sitting with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's like my big like self care whoa tool that I've been really yeah. diving into. Yeah. For me, oh, I'm still kind of noodly. I pounded a lot of coffee this morning to try and bring myself back online. I did a hard reset. Um, we live in the bay which puts us in relatively close proximity to Napa, in the Napa Valley. And at the far end of the Napa Valley, there are all these lovely uh, <coughs> volcanic remnants. So there's hot springs and volcanic mud and all sorts of things to soak yourself in and make yourself smell like rotten eggs. I am a fan of going up in the off season, so like, January, February, March, when it's cheap. Empty. And empty, like very chill. The days are pretty brisk and the nights are, you know, crunchy and cold, but the sun is warm. But go and I like to get buried in mud. I'm so jealous about this mud game you got. Oh, and it's, it happened last year and it happened this year and I, the the experience was intense enough that I've decided to make it part of my uh, like longer term self care repertoire because it's uh, I get into the mud and there's a good minute of amping panic once I'm buried and feel the weight of this stuff on me and it's you know you're buried up to your neck and your head's just kind of reclining and. So, yeah, a little buried alive there. Yeah, and it's it's warm, but you try to move and you're held down by the weight of this stuff. And it's like, oh my God, what the... Uh. And the panic reaches this peak for me and then kind of breaks. And then I start to unwind. Like, I feel myself physically start to unwind, but I also feel my body start to relax. And my brain stops with all the, like, horrible scenario spinning and it's like you're good everything's fine just chill enjoy the Be safe warm place yeah and it like and you soak for like 20 minutes depending on how much heat you can stand they come back and check on you and like put cold compresses and stuff like that um but 
it does things to my head and leaves me feeling uh relaxed like supremely relaxed um refreshed just like all the good night's sleep compound like compressed into this window uh but also you know come back all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed like all right there are so many different things that I'm thinking about right now. Like on the ride back, my brain was just like, and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Like all these ideas got unearthed by burying myself in mud. So nice. It's, yeah, it's not for everybody. I have heard people talk about the uh, Michelle Obama book where she goes into how she and her husband went to mud baths, like went up to Napa and went to mud baths on their honeymoon. And both of them were like, ugh, it's gross. Which... Is true. It is gross. Like when you step out of that and you're like reeking of sulfur, it's nasty. But I like it. Not for everybody. It may be for you. Go into it with an open mind or not. On you. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it was so fun doing the Wilbur Hot Springs. See? I feel you. Yeah. I just want to try the mud bath thing. And I haven't, I have uh, Michelle Obama's book is on my library wait list. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting on a very long <laughs> list. A very long list. Lots of people are reading it. No, but. As I was mentioning that I was going to go and do the mud thing, everybody who's read the book so far has been like, you're going to go do the mud baths. It's gross, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's not gross. It's a choice. It's a choice that and you make. Pure unconscious choice. Sometimes <laughs> being gross is the answer. Mammals are pretty gross, folks. And I'm going to say, like, a lot of times I have to go into places and be very neat and very meticulous. I take great pleasure in being gross and unhinged sometimes. Mm. Just going to put that out there. Just contrast. Yeah. No, it's, it up. it's kind of a relief when you have to be on for so long to go someplace. And it's like, I'm going to get as nasty as I possibly can. Give me the mud pit. I'm getting in. Do they have like a reclining situation so that you are... I don't. Is it just a bucket that you're sitting in? It's a cement vat. Like, I've been to two different institutions, places... And I think that cement vat is like the standard design for these things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I talked about this before. I'll keep going. Um, but it's full of mud. And when you get into the mud, like you sit on the edge of the vat and kind of swing, scoot your butt in and then swing your legs over and you float because it's not water. Like you don't go like get in and sink. You just kind of float on this mud and then the mud gets pulled up on you. You kind of start to sink a little bit slowly. Oh. And it just swallows you. But you're still suspended. You're not... Yeah, you're just kind of cradled and held. So it's almost kind of got a gelatinous quality yes. to it. Yeah. All right, now like, I understand know, why it's gross. That's just... That, that, yeah, that sounds really know, gross. Like the, <laughs> the slime? That yeah. You, yeah. Think, think like that, except hot. Hot slime. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. that could I mean, be real nasty. It, you just kind of suspends you. And then when it's time to get out, it's like you kind of shorp out of it. And the sound is way more graphic than that. <laughs> and you There's scoop. like a slurping sound as you remove yourself. Oh, right? so much slurping. So slurpy. And you have to scoop, like scrape the excess off of you. But then you get in the um, into the showers because you have to shower off. And you get like the mud gets everywhere. Like they have the showers, so you're kind of scrubbing and whatnot. And then some places have the hose, and you look when you walk in the room and you see the 
hose, like garden hose with the spray nozzle on the end of it. Like that seems a bit extreme. But once you get out and realize how how much pressure you need to how dislodge much to to dislodge the mud from all the places it is lodged, like it's all it's in there. It's in there, and you need the high pressure to get it out. <laughs> wow, but refreshing. Very refreshing. Very refreshing. Like a slimy weighted blanket. Yes. Mm. It is. But then like you get in the jacuzzi afterwards and you soak in mineral water and like, yeah, you're all silky and drowsy. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. So, yeah, that was... Steamy hot self-care. Very, very rewarding for me. And it feels self-indulgent. But you know what? I'm glad I did it. So, so there. Nice work. So <clears throat> there was a thing on Twitter, uh, which everybody the last two days has known that uh, Facebook is down and Instagram was down yesterday. Lots of stuff is down. You didn't know you were in a tub, but the rest of us uh, were on Twitter yesterday. And uh, <laughs> and there was a, a story about Bill Gates and some other famous rich person who was saying that like the the real the real mark of success is whether the people that you love love you back and it just struck me as so deep and personal and real um and i just wanted to take a moment and just be like that's that's exactly the kind of reality that i want to build for myself is the, the, and that's exactly like the, the thing about like, I'm going to keep referencing back to that initial Rantafesto and in episode one for this year, like the part where you have to get your house in order. You want to make sure that those people that you love are loving you back. You want to make sure that those, those relationships are cooperative. And, and I just am so grateful, um, to the people in my life and the people like Scott and talking about these books and like mm. having a resource to be like, Oh my God, I remember that one book. You can you tell me about that other one or, you know, any of you, any of my partners and you know, it's just, that is the reality that we've created with being a part of the circus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the people in the carnival, the like, you know, the literal like turn of the 20th century carnival where it was the sideshows and the freaks. And like, there was so much love in those communities. We accept you. We accept you. And there's, a, you know, obviously a lot of drama. There's always drama in all communities, but it, it, it speaks to a, you know, whatever you are, we will find a way to make it work with you here in this space. And you are a part of our show. If you want to nail hammer, you nail things into your head. You want to eat glass. You want to lift a lot of weights as a lady. Also have a beard and maybe covered in tattoos when literally no one does that. You know, like we will take you all. We got you. And uh, also, we're gonna be broke as shit. Just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, there's uh, there's but not a lot. In but it we're, together. But we're in it together. You know, and um. I just, I'm just so grateful and, and humbled by the realities of, of what I'm finding myself in. And like that, you know, this super important 
powerful, you know, supposed person is saying this thing that I like had never articulated and maybe even take for granted a little bit. Mm. Like when you're, when you're developing yourself as an adult and definitely queer as fuck, and you've got to put a lot of thought into the relationships that you build because the blueprint in front of you, you're like, uh, nope, that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to do this over here and I'll just figure it out. Yeah. Like the, one of the problems, I'm not going to say problems. It's say shadow. The shadow of the heteronormativity is that you never had to think about it. Yes. Oh, unexamined. Just, ah. you just, you don't even have to think about it. Unexamined relationships. And you're just like, we're going to get a little bit into this later because mm -hmm. I got a little preview of what you got later. But the idea that that are that a certain class of people will like nurture their children into a reality that is sort of like um, arranged marriages. Like you get your kid into the right institution and now they're lined up to marry another kid from this partnered institution. Like this is a thing that like we've been doing since the Middle Ages as westerners right same shit different flavor it's just a little bit bigger you know but you know the prince of so-and-so gets educated over here to meet the princess of so-and-so and now they you know now they have their own feudal kingdom tra-la-la i'm going to not say things until the end we're gonna get the there show. we're gonna oh, totally we're gonna get, get there, there. but you like the way i bumped you right you like that. Uh, see, <laughs> I'm deliberately holding back. On I my love you right so now. much. I love you so much. But this is what we have. This is what we do. <laughs> like this is what this is our blessing that we don't even think about the community <laughs> that we have. Like we're showing people this new way of being mm. like people have been looking at the examples since the 1500s. And we're like, also, here's this other way. If you want to hang out with us in the carnies, by the, you know, we're having fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Come hang out over here with the carnies. So this yeah. is, and even you if know, you can't hang out with us, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Try it. See what happens. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's I mean, a hurt no one, do what you will game. Was it take no harm, but do no, do no harm, but take no shit. I love that. <sighs> I've been hearing a lot of that recently. Yeah. Uh, that kind of ties into the whole like invisible fr invisible friends thing that I was talking Tell about. Tell me. Well, because I had had a friend in town. Hi, Abby. Um, <laughs> we had brunch, and she said that she's been listening to us, which is like, wait, there are people on the other side. Of, like I'm talking into this microphone. I'm like staring at you across this table. There's That's a camera me. there. Like yeah. Like, but there's uh, another you though. There's many more yous. There are other people on the other side of this microphone other than you. As I catch you in mid-swallow. <laughs> other than you that are listening to us. And these are people that know us and love us. These are people that don't know us at all. And are like, what the hell? Learning I'm along to love for, us. Yeah, along for the ride. And they're just sort of there. And um, like... One, I got love for you. No matter who you are, I got love for you. Um, and two, I am honored that you are hanging out with us and are learning to love us, or at least kind of look sideways at us and keep listening. <laughs> learning keeping, to tolerate our ideas. Yeah, like keeping listening is, I respect that. Cool, thank you. Um, but the whole thing of like having the invisible friends, of having the people that are there and you don't even 
no. Um, like I've told that to friends. I've shared that with friends in our community. If they're dealing with something rough and it's like, you don't necessarily need me in your face right now. Being overtly like, rah, 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 rah. All you need to know is that I'm here. Even if you don't see me actively, know that there is this invisible presence. There's this invisible net of love that is behind you and beneath you. Don't look down. Just know that we're here. And like, that's what I was. That's beautiful. Like we're here. And there's a lot of that going on lately. So like realizing that there are people listening to us that we're not even aware of, like, okay. There is that invisible net there. Also, I just like to humbly request that like, if you like this content and you think your friend would like it too, share it. Oh yeah. Tell your peeps. There is that too. Yeah. Like share the thing because one of the things that is evident in community and making friends and making friends with friends is is, uh, the people I love, love people I love. Yeah. Also the power of, there's more power in a personal introduction than any amount of dollars that I spend in Facebook ads. That is, mm. that, you know, if, if you love us and you love the thing that we're doing, absolutely, please help us spread this. Become a part of that. Mm. Email us and tell us about it. I may be like, if you're within 30 minutes of here, I could totally like, we're working okay, on a busy. microphone situation right now where we could interview people because that's in the future. <laughs> like, I would love more participation from our audience. Yeah, I like, want this what to do you want to hear us talk about? Like, what do you, what do you, yes, please, more, all what, that. What is the important shit? Because y'all got good ideas too. We're just the ones with the microphone right now. I got the mixer too. The well, computer yeah. helps. Yeah. It's a thing. So, I don't know. Have idea, we'll travel. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Oh, speaking of welcome to the party, um, TikTok. Oh my God, it's so fun. I feel like a tiny kid. It's so fun. I've been watching the stuff you've posted. It's it's just... So first you should know that TikTok is, is artificial intelligence. It's not telling you anything you don't already know about yourself. You just maybe don't want to know it about yourself, Right. <laughs> So if you're looking at TikTok and you're like, I don't like any of this is all bullshit. Well, stop liking bullshit. Mm. You know, go to the search page, check it out. There's other stuff, you know, search specific things. You can start with men in heels. Hashtag men in heels is very entertaining. Really? It is amazing. These men have got skills in their catwalk and I, 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 I couldn't do it. <laughs> I've got freaking hobbit feet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not my jam, but I love, I appreciate it. And I, I have followed that hashtag because I want to see more of it. All right. And I, and from my perspective, it's basically filled with baby queer theater nerds, which I am so here to support my baby queer theater nerds. Yay. I am so here for that. And they're all cosplayers. <gasps> they're so cute. And, you know, and it just, it's a, it's a platform for me to further explore my desire to grow up to be a cartoon. And uh, that's yeah. important to understand about me. That you're Muppet identified. A Muppet identified human. I mean, it's just, I don't know why people want to grow up. I think it's pointless. You really have better options, folks. 
you know, <laughs> just you realize you get to write the rules. You, you you do. At a certain point, you get to make make your own choices, <laughs> unless you know you refuse to do so, which is your own choice, and that's fine. But I'm telling you, it's more fun when you just sit there and with that discomfort. It's so good. The other side of it, it's so good. So um, I'm totally fucking with TikTok and uh, I've posted a few times. I'm posting more. I'm trying to understand the, the, the filters. Filters. I've started, I've used two filters in a video yesterday. I was like, oh, so advanced. Um, but it's mostly like, I want Squeeble on there. Oh. Right? Oh. Like the original Squeebles, she could use that like puppeteering style. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, the alchemist stuff is also about um, one of my clients is uh, she's doing tinctures mm-hmm. and oh, what's the word they're called? Uh, spagerins, spagerins. Oh, okay. I I'm gonna go with you on that. One. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm gonna guess. Um, but like she showed me her Instagram and I'm like, oh yeah, she's got like the bubbling thing. I'll, I'll totally put the emoji. I know that there's an emoji of the bubbling thing. It's like an alchemic bubbly. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, dude. I don't understand chemistry. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> but so I'm like, like, but I like distillation, thing, like, like a distillation thing with like bubbling stuff in a, uh, with a tube that comes up and let it bowl like thing that's closed at the top, but it's bent, bent over mm-hmm. with like the little, yeah. Anyway. She, it was super cool and i was like oh this needs to go on boomerang and she's like what I'm like okay so in instagram is a thing you can do boomerang and just but also like can we talk about like singing along to any witch themed music right now will you will you do that with me cuz that's what we're going to do and, <laughs> and she's down okay um but that childlike play that's what's happening on tiktok is games and uh... play Yay, games. And some of it, you know, if you, you wander around enough, yes, you're going to find some pieces of shit. Those are people that are there. Mm. Um, but you also find a remarkable amount of, like, indigenous folks, differently abled folks, and all flavors of queer and trans folks. So here for that. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and there's also, you know, bullying. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And on the bullying front, I feel like one of the things, cause I deal with that too. Like if you're in the public eye at all, if you're having a public page, you're going to deal with people just being obnoxious. And again, this is, this is alchemy folks. You can transmute that with love. You can make a choice. I had somebody last week, follow me on Instagram. I don't actually follow people back unless I feel like their content matches directly with what what my brand is doing. Mm -hmm. I always send a thank you message. Mm -hmm. And I sent the thank you message. And the next thing that I posted was like something with my kids. Yeah. Dude commented four times with a trash emoji. Like, wow, bro, you got a lot of time. That's a lot. Like, just take a moment and be like, what does it take for a human being to be in that place mm. where that's, the, that's what they're offering? That's what they believe the engagement is. Like, 
at this point, I have nothing but pity for these humans. That's the best I can give them. It's just pity and love. Like that's, that's where you're at, bro. I love you. I see this. I got nothing to do with that. And every single comment, I just posted a version of an emoji with a heart. Mm -hmm. Just transmute it. Like, I know you're in pain. That's the only, it's got nothing to do with me, whatever you're doing. I see you in pain. I love you. And that's a choice you can make every single time somebody wants to drop you a negative message on the internet. Think about what it takes mentally for somebody to be in that place. And just um, be like, I love you. Have a great day. Yeah. Transmute it as the best as you can. Yeah. Don't reflect them. Don't be like, I don't want to be bullied. Whining about da, 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 da. No, don't even engage that way. That's exactly what the game is. They want that engagement. No, I the tend engagement to not engage. Is, the engagement is that transmutation that just said it just reflect back love. Like all you got, I just, all I have for you is love, my friend. All yeah. I have for you is love. I block. You can block for sure. If yeah. you don't have the bandwidth, it's fucking like, block. No, I don't. I'm not obligated to educate you. And I'm not obligated to like, no. There are other people and like, thank you for doing that because there are other people in the world who have the bandwidth totally. to, to give that love. I'm not the one. Oh no, for sure. I am right. I, ooh, I sprinkle holy water over my block buttons. <laughs> in fairness, the petals. person that I am seeing really struggling with this isn't somebody that I would try to do this to. This is the a person that's differently abled and mm. um, has a, a literal speech impediment and is difficult for for you to hear them mm, mm -hmm. over the TikTok mm. platform. And it's just like they're just getting so much hate and I can't imagine they're going to stay on the platform for much longer. Um, but it, if you have the bandwidth and if you don't, you got to leave your shit private. Yeah. Just leave it private. Cause they, cause the vultures of negativity are vultures. Yes. And they will just sweep down and peck on anything. And the second you engage with them in the way that, that like, Oh, poor me. Oh, oh, you terrible, terrible, terrible bullies. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the second you start complaining, the second you start to fight back, that's the game they want. And now you're in the game with them. Now you're in that exchange. So I just be like, nah, here's love, bro. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Blocked. I love you. <laughs> but you know, if you have any kind of like not a lack of bandwidth, you're like, yeah. uh, no. And there's plenty of times <laughs> I, I, you know, there's the dude that tried to flirt with me from wherever the hell he was over Facebook. And I was just like, you know, a dating app is a better platform than this. <laughs> Home training. <laughs> just, I feel for you and your son and your dead wife, but I don't need to know anything about that. You can just, just, yeah, I blocked him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no malice, just. No malice, no, I, I but respect it, your hustle. It's just me. But I am clearly, Sprinkling I already, I took the moment, circle around me, I took a my moment space. to tell you, this is not the appropriate platform for that. Yeah. That is a grace on yes, my part. Yes, it and is. And when you think about it like that, you got to think about it like that. What I am doing is, a, is an act of grace. And you can't act from, you can't act on grace like that unless you're coming from it like you mean it. Mm. And I, and you know what, if I, if I was born with brown skin, I probably would not have the motherfucking bandwidth anymore. I mean, just being, being born in the, you know, supposedly post-racial utopia of the Bay Area, right? It's, Sorry. Yeah, I, I couched it as best I could. But 
but I grew up believing that was real. <laughs> like it didn't start my my worldview didn't start crumbling around me until I was like 20. I'm trying, I'm trying so to not my, laugh directly into the mic. It, it's okay. No, it's cool. I get it. You can. I understand. <laughs> I love you. I love you still. I know you okay, still love okay. me too. I, it's yeah, my, my beautiful, it's precious, cool. precious privilege. It's anyway. Cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but like on that front, I don't have any like stress. Like it doesn't stress me out to get misgendered. Yeah. It doesn't stress me out that people uh, will like treat me with disrespect like that. Because I, underst cause I understand that what they're dealing with is a limited mindset that they actually have to carry with them the whole rest of the day. Mm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel you. I, I try to, I love you. I'll be gracious to the degree that I can. Sometimes I'm not there though. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm about to rip someone's new asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I spend a lot more time there than people realize <laughs> because I've gotten... I don't know, like it's built in to keep that shit throttled. Oh, I'm sure. So like working in my previous life, actually a couple of previous lives, one of the words that was used to describe me regularly was the word grace. Oh my God, you handled that so gracefully. And I would went, like I would like smile and say, thank you. And inside I'm like, grace is the word that is used when you understand good and damn well that I should be shanking somebody right now and you see that I'm not. Mm -hmm. That's when the word grace would come up in my world. Like, they know, they know. Yes. <laughs> and then you see me bring it back down. So <laughs> I don't think when I'm, when I'm, I think people take so much for granted as far as the like, like we've been talking about race issues for so long like people take for granted the like that we just started talking about bathroom stuff and then it also got dramatized like Wait, we did what bathroom <laughs> stuff like whether or not i can go into a bathroom because i'm mask presenting everybody poops i know just i know that the but okay but since bathroom <laughs> bills have become a thing I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Bathrooms have literally become hostile. Everybody poops, people. Stay out of people's business. <laughs> but particularly at airports oh. and places where I'm interacting with the general public, Fuck. it suddenly became very weird. And it wasn't weird before. And even when it was weird, when people thought I was a man and thought I was in the wrong bathroom, there was like a, oh, honey, you're lost. Oh, let me help you. Oh, let me you're so stupid let me just redirect you over to this thing you're in the wrong bathroom and i'd be like no 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 i have a vagina i'm supposed to be here <laughs> and it turned to a hostility maybe five years ago five to six eight years ago okay. it started to become hostile and people instead of thinking i'm just some dipshit that wandered into the wrong door which is even happens. the most likely possibility like, if that's actually I've what's occurring. It's just a dipshit sometimes. wandering into the wrong door. Okay. Uh, to, to thinking that I'm like a predator and that the, I'm a threat in that space. Mm. And it's just like, okay, well, weird. But that's sort of what I'm saying is it's like gender issues and sexuality issues just haven't been talked about as much as racial issues. 
right? So the reality that um, I grew up in that post-racial utopia, it was also like a post, you know, supposedly equal as far as sexual orientation stuff was concerned. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Like I was totally like everyone was cool with me being bisexual mm. until I started until... hanging out with gay people. <laughs> Wait, and the, what? And then the gay people were like, oh, actually, and I was like 16 at this point. Like I'd been identifying as bisexual for three years. And I got into the, like the gay center in Chico and they were like, oh, no, 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 honey. You actually have to pick sides. That's how this works. And I was like, oh, well, you know what you're talking about. Clearly, I'm just going to defer to you. <laughs> and and that was like the hardest thing I had to deal with. But it was also really far into it. And once I started figuring it out, I wasn't really attached to the, you know, thing. I was like, OK, they've messed that up. So when weird things, when when those um, the microaggressions happen against me about gender stuff. Like, I don't care. OK. In a way that I feel like a lot of kids. I, I just didn't get the stress as a young person. And I'm like, I also think I tend to have a more, um, one of the trans things uh, is there's an insistence. That's a part of what I identify as folks as trans is there's an assist insistence that they're, they're that something's wrong. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and I've never had that insistence. I have like a kind of apathetic, like, eh, this is the vessel I got. It's probably not what I wanted. I would have liked a different vessel, but you know, I didn't get to go to a shipyard and be like, yeah, I want that body with those parts and that specifications. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? You, you don't do get to aftermarket modifications. You can do aftermarket modifications. You can put a spoiler on it. You can like. Okay. So here's <laughs> the thing. A lot of the modifications are hormone based, mm -hmm. and because I've never been able to even handle uh, birth control that's cruising for okay i i i like, one of the biggest problems with me trying to get pregnant was the fertility treatment of all hormones, hormones and my body responds terribly to them mm. and there's frankly a part of me that feels lucky to be alive mm -hmm. like that uh my body existing between genders is such a precarious thing in a what is largely binary world that i shouldn't exist like this is weird, this shouldn't happen, but it but did. You, uh, but you're and here. it's fine, yeah. and I'm here, and I'm actually pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to have that like variance, and I'm totally into like. But in in another way, I'm also like deeply and humbly grateful to exist. Mm. That like the possibility of me not existing was probably greater than alter, you know, and and. You know, in a, to, you know, I add to that the, the like frequently said, I'm pretty sure my mom would have smothered me in my sleep. You know, if I could, if I could even get to the past where I was born and then, you know, 60 years ago, my mother would have just smothered me in my sleep. Like, like oh, that, I'm done just, with this one. No, this one's a dud. We're going to, we got five more. It's not a problem. You know? So like, to me, and I've had a sense of that forever. I'm just so grateful to exist mm. that I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> like, if i lose an arm i'll be like yeah that's that's fine i got three limbs this is, this is amazing i there's stuff happening i can see things <laughs> i'm still hearing you know like we get to the part where i'm like a brain oh. in a jar and i'd be like let's have some conversations just talk to me <laughs> you know Keep me company and i feel like there's um 
it's not necessarily a choice in the perspective, but the perspective that I've had has allowed me a, a level of apathy to where I'm like, no, that's fine. This mm. is good. Um, and so I am able to carry that into social environments at scale, like social media. Mm. And I'm just so settled. Like, that's fine. Mm. Whatever. You know? And I wish I could sort of project that into folks brain it's just like i guess maybe that's the point of this is just to sort of seed our listeners brains with the the idea that you have the power to control that perspective you have the ability to either transmute or just turn that shit off yeah whatever you want to do and i am deeply appreciative of the people that put the effort in to transmute thank you because i know i damn sure don't <laughs> and uh, that's where the work is is the transmutation and thank you <laughs> hear you i'll receive that oh, so good not yeah. good at receiving good things yeah, working on it thank you all right i think it's time for a break yeah all right let's do all that right. and we're back oh oh we moved the microphone we took a little TikTok break oh yeah we did it was fun <laughs> you could check us out yeah i had to move the mic so we could dance right exactly <laughs> so I had an amazing phone call with Facebook. Yeah. What's up with that? So I believe what is happening, if you have ever, ever, ever posted an ad on Facebook, um, they put in the Facebook feed, um, hey, we've seen that you've done Facebook ads. Would you like to schedule a call with one of our marketing experts? And I was like, yes, I would love that. Oh. And so like Tuesday afternoon, I talked to a nice person from Facebook. Okay. And I talked about how to bring the costs down and how to make our advertising more effective. Okay. Which is awesome. And he actually had some really great feedback on how to bring those costs down because <clears throat> we're not currently doing a thing with a product on the other side of it. Right. There's no sale. There's no point of sale anywhere in our situation right now. No. So like the the... Here's subscribing is free here's what's funny exactly and now available in all platforms so here's what's really funny is it's just like i i signed up for that billy genius marketing stuff right right and he is totally about selling products or services or whatever the fuck it is your bullshit is he's you know mm -hmm. get your video get the ads do the thing right and that's his whole game and and based on his coaching mm -hmm. i've been like oh well this is what he told me to do focus on the clicks but, but I don't eat clicks. We don't eat clicks. The only reason you pay extra for those click focuses is because there's something on the other side of that click that's worth it. All we have is a subscription page. Which is free. Totally free. We don't even have any advertisers. I just put a hole there in case we might someday. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you just vocalize our break. I guess we don't have to, but whatever. It's there. Yeah. Um. I was able to say you know we don't have anything over there and he's like well actually what you probably want to do is reach and that's a different thing entirely uh -huh. and then what you're what you're really trying to do is get your thing in front of as many eyeballs as possible and you don't care who or how or whatever they click and that's true that is what i want i want to get this thing in front of as many eyeballs as possible which is different than getting different as than many focusing as possible exactly and the people who are looking for those clicks generally have some sort of like 
thing, capitalist thing happening on the backside of that. And we're just doing brand building information, you know, building community. Mm -hmm. That's all we're, I mean, not like that's all like it's so insignificant, but like that's the game we're playing. And it's different than the click game. So that was the first thing that I learned was very helpful. The other thing that I learned, and it wasn't like this person told me or whatever, it's just like while talking to them, I was able to realize, oh, that's what it was. I've been listening to everybody complaining about the increased cost in advertising and I just witnessed it basically. And what I've noticed right away was the dollars that I was spending. I was spending $20, $25 a day <clears throat> on our ads. Mm. And where before that was reaching somewhere between 1500 and 1800 people. Okay. And now it's like three to 500 people, maybe 800 people. Ah. And I'm like, ouch, that's a bummer. And on the back side of it, when we're actually calculating clicks, the clicks have, are basically reflecting that. Mm -hmm. It's that it's just not getting in front of as many people. The dollars that I'm spending, it, the click through is about the same. But, but the, the number of people I'm reaching is way down. And that's just, you know, that's how economics works. It's supply and demand. There's more demand on the market and they raise the price. That's how that works. Economics 101, folks. So I knew that was happening, but to be able to understand exactly how that represents itself, it's, it's the dollars that I was spending not getting in front of enough people. And then when you're not in front of enough people, there's just not enough clicks mm -hmm. and your cost per click triples because the number of people that you're getting in front of has gone down by two thirds. And it's actually that simple of the math. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. It's nice to see that. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. Yeah. Um, so I found it to be very helpful and, and it's kind of neat. Like to get the opportunity to be like, oh, right. I was just following this guy. I didn't actually know what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing and uh, I was doing it wrong. Great. Now I know how to do it better. We're going to move forward with that. Um, and then Facebook promptly shit the bed <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. It was totally down. I'm trying to, uh, because we don't have a Facebook page for our thing here. Right. Mm. I made that. Yeah. Uh, right after the meeting. Okay. And then while trying to use that to do stuff the next day, it healed over the Facebook just shit the bed and like Instagram wasn't working either. Like I was just, you know, it was a good day for TikTok and Twitter. It's really a good day for them. <laughs> I mean, people need their fix. Yeah. They need their fix. They need the social media. They don't get it in one place. They'll get it in another. So, um, that, that was a little frustrating about, um, the work this week was that oh, I had all these great ideas and now you just, just marinate on that. Yeah. That's how that, how good. You're good with that. Cool. Yeah. Next week, maybe hmm. sit with that for mm -hmm. a while. See how that mm -hmm. feels. How does that feel? I mean, that, it was a little chafey at first, but I'm getting used to it. Yeah. That's I mean, basically how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of ride out the chafing. <coughs> like breaking in a new pair of shoes. Totally. It's going to suck for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm eyeballing. I, like we're both eyeballing each other's list. Like, okay, okay. All right. I did mine first. Gonna, I did mine first. I know. I know it's no. your turn. All right. It's my turn. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out which. Which direction i want to go with this do you want to flip a coin or roll a dice uh, no, no i'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna take take in order good and just roll down the list Ah, oh, so crisis crisis there's a lot of talk about crisis um 
This is a point that is from, like, inspired by riffing off of a point from a woman online, uh, Dana Knuckles, and she's under uh, the People's Oracle. I love everything about what you just said. Just what? Dana Knuckles of the People's Oracle. Sounds like some sort of superhero. But, I mean, I'm sure that they're a real person. Oh, yeah. But that was a good intro. Carry on. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm making sure I'm giving props and explaining that I'm riffing off of someone else's Absolutely. material. Um, but she talked about, what is it, uh, apocalyptic mindsets uh, and how, like overall, the thing that we're going for, the thing that we're hoping for is to try and change the world. Big stuff. I was just going to downplay, be like, little thing. <laughs> but you're right. That false modesty doesn't help anybody. Carry well, on. I mean, if we're going to get real about it, that's what we're aiming at. You're I mean, right. The wheels are falling off. You're totally right. Like, I just have a little bit of false modesty about that. Oh, I don't want to think about that, but you're right. No, the wheels are falling off. Shit's going sideways and we're trying to change direction. Like we're trying to change things. Absolutely. Which is kind of intimidating now that, now that i've just said it out loud that's what i'm saying that was heavy but carrie i just go go I'm with just, it i'm just gonna keep yes. going um the thing is like you we, oh, people talk about the concept of a changed world having this but you know like a changed world but a changed world isn't something that exists in a vacuum a changed world is a place that's full of changed people like you mm. don't like, you can't go about doing the same old shit in this changed world. You have, like, the individual has to look at themselves and be like, all right, how am I going to change? What am I going to do for myself and on myself and with myself? Maybe even, like, what are you willing to sacrifice? That On the individual mm -hmm. level. On an individual, like, what are... Yeah. Because it's, yes, they're trying to change the world, but it means that there's going to be a lot of individuals, a lot of people going, ooh, wait, what is my part in this? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of you, you people on the other side of this mic going, oh, wait, what is my part in this? How do I see myself? What do I want to change about myself? Um, and a lot of times there's this desire almost like, oh, we need the end times. We need something apocalyptic. We need this crisis. The, the tree of liberty must be watered, watered with blood. Uh, yeah. Like, woo, yeah. Because, My dad is totally one of those people. And I'm not going to say that uh, things are not dire, but it's the thirst for that dire situation that's like, wait a minute. Because when you have a crisis, it's almost like management by crisis is the lowest form of management. Like you can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like we could totally get before crisis for sure. There's many steps that could have happened. Is like really before no, crisis. Like, get, we can get in there beforehand. Like surrendering, surrendering your autonomy to the crisis. Like, oh, okay, it's an apocalypse, so we have to like just kind of go along with the flow. Kind of absolves you of doing the personal work that it takes in order to bring the broader change around. Yes. Like, and it's it's. It seems kind of muddy. I don't know. I'm like still kind of chewing on I it. Love but that. like you picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, there? I love like, that. Because what's going to like, it's like the what you were talking about with your clients and the well, not just your clients in general, but this like uh, KonMari thing. It, like if we're just making people get rid of their shit and not addressing how they collected all that shit in the first place. That, 
that it's like if we underneath. change the world and don't change ourselves on the individual level to understand that like you again the getting out of your comfort zone and and being willing to look at your foibles and and the worst parts of the things that you're not good at the things that you fucked up yeah and it's like handing yourself over to this crisis because well this this disaster will make things excuse me this disaster will excuse things it 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 provides the motivation and it provides sort of a focus like oh i'm reacting to this thing instead of actually figuring out wait what is it that i need what is it that the people in my life need what is it that the people i care for are in need of and how can i address that no it's in response to this looming like you know, boogeyman or god mm -hmm. or apocalypse or something big and terrible and outside of our i think there's just a way that people want to externalize it beyond mm. personal accountability mm -hmm. they just don't again it's getting into a discomfort of like i know how things go like there's this romanticized idea and honestly it comes from a lot of like we have really desensitized our pop culture uh with the militarization of of all kinds of stuff like there's mm. a freaking cupcake wars show right like there's no need to militarize a cupcake competition show there's no need for that at all but we've desensitized ourselves to war and violence while funding it's and it's a i believe it's a part of the pr campaign that allows us comfort with the idea that we've seem to be in an endless war in the middle east you know like we've we've always been at war with we've like, always been at war with, but we've played this game recently and especially since afghanistan where we've more and more and more and more romanticized this idea of violence and the military to justify these wars that we don't actually see the outcomes for you know the worst that i see is like pictures of amputees you know you know someone shaking like the, the man that was uh the cyborg hand that was shaking john stewart's hand in the interview like a few years ago like those mm. are the people we see but we don't see like we're barely starting to talk about ptsd we're barely starting to talk about the fact that the va is pretty jacked as an oh. institution like yeah these are conversations that are just getting started and why are we got this hard on for the military Oh, it's because our popular culture thinks it's cool. And a decade or so later, maybe not. Maybe this is the, you know, there's an outcome here that's just like not worth it. And we could dial that back. Mm. Um, but oh, that's sort yeah. of like we have allowed people the luxury of thinking about war in such weirdly positive terms that now the idea of a civil war is actually a thing that people are like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we need this change in order to come about. Maybe a war is the way to, no, it's like handing, handing yourself over to the biggest crisis you can imagine. Like there was like, oh, civil it's, war was a, a horrors, horrors people. <laughs> and there are plenty of there are plenty of steps one could take before that happens again management by crisis lowest form yeah Absolutely. yeah <laughs> Just, um 
Just putting that out there. So like, yeah, management by crisis is kind of crappy. So is social change by crisis. Oh, not saying it doesn't happen, but for real, like, think about it. The French Revolution is not a guide. (laughs) It's not a guide. Um, Not to say that they didn't have some It was a good thing. Well, not a good, I wouldn't say net good thing. I would say that like the power of media can be demonstrated by the American Revolution and then the next was the uh, the French Revolution. That happened because of the printing press. Getting the word out. Getting the word out in, in getting people's minds with new ideas. And that is exactly what is happening right now with the internet. And the problem is, is all the same problems with all these changes. Like people don't understand that the changes in media are what bring about these big shifts in power. The, the change in media that brought the Nazis in was the TV. Mm. The thing that brought change for uh, 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 social justice and the Civil Rights Act was color TV. And now we're dealing with the internet. And so a lot of these same people, and it's because it's a it's a new platform that hasn't been regulated. So all the jerk offs and fascists who know who understand attention differently than capitalists do, because they're not getting it for dollars don't matter to them. They want power. That's more important. So a bunch of people are being manipulated because Facebook is unregulated and it's clearly linked to people in unregulated markets in inciting divisive bullshit and infecting a local population with ideas that their neighbor is somehow someone they should be terrified of. That's not the case. (laughs) But it's just an amplifier for what was already there. And so you can't, you're not gonna ignore it. I'm drinking tea right now. It's good. (laughs) It's good tea. You can't ignore it. You gotta be willing to do the change. And if you just let it fly, I'm not going to be into it. So what do we do, though? That's a good question. That's an excellent question, and I actually have answers. What? I mean, maybe not answers, but I have resources. Oh, That's a great start, right? Resources. I feel like it's good. Like, no, do it yourself. I've been doing so much market research into podcasts and into the media that's available right now, (laughs) and I think I finally found, like, a thing that is a thing that we can tag on to. You, this has been your sweet spot. Stoked about it. So the, the best podcast that I've seen that is so close to our content, but not quite enough that we're different, right? New Economy Now. Mm. I will, of course, put that in the show notes. It is an interview show. And that's another thing I want to start doing is a bit, I'm going to dovetail that onto something else anywhere. Anyway. Okay. This is an incredible, incredible show. And mm-hmm. they interview people working in social change and doing business. Mm. Awesome. Also, why you saw me searching for microphones when you got in today. Because Looking we need microphones. a third microphone. Because if we can interview people, what that does is it gives us access to their network. And they will be like, hey, I'm on the show. Check it out. Da, 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 right? Uh-huh. A third microphone gives us access to that. And I want that. Mm. And I want to be able to share the platform with all of our friends. Yeah. And it's an easy way for us to do that because of the way we have it formatted what the audience doesn't know and i'm just going to hold this up for the camera like we have no is we have no pads we have an actual format that is each one of us has three topics per segment and Mm. there's two segments Mm. so what we can do with a guest is volunteer one each from each segment yeah we we volunteer two we each get two per segment yeah 
Easy. Like, what's your take on it? Yeah. So, so that's what they're doing that's different and we can incorporate that. Also, just straight up advertising to the people who have liked this. Mm. Also, things that I sent to you was, and I'm going to link to this because it's incredible. Um, the Indicator this week had yes. an episode about behavioral economics. Yes. And then there's also like a cognitive economics. That, that was my, actually my second section. <laughs> I am so into that. I'm so into that there's an economist that's been working on this for like 10 years as an idea. Mm. And now I have like a, a few names of people to look up. To start to look into that yeah. thing. Also, uh, uh, NPR basically has a couple of like the indicator and um, what was the other one? Planet the, Money. The Planet Money. Make Planet me Money. smart. I'm going to throw out another one. Make there's smart really good, one. good stuff there. And the people that watch that and listen to that are totally people that are going to be into our shit. Mm. 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 Okay. So... <laughs> We're going to be targeting that this week and see how that goes. I'm really, really yeah. pumped about that. That just, just, like, this is such a good fit. The, like riffing, riffing off of the indicator, uh, that they, the cognitive economy, that, that topic. Behavioral, behavioral economist. Thank you. Behavioral economist. That kind of stripped of the economics portion of it is what I deal with a lot with my clients. Um, like trying to get them to conceptualize their future selves. How do you like, how do you leave a gift for your future self? It requires kind of tuning into yourself and understanding what not, what your idealized form of yourself is. Because you think, oh, I'm gonna wake up at 6.30 and it'll be great and I'll get up and have a cup of coffee and then I'll get dressed and I'll do these things. And no, the alarm is gonna go off at 6.30 and you're gonna be like, Fuck. So you need to have something set up to make it easy for the version of yourself, not the version of yourself that's going to jump up right away and be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You need to address the version of yourself that's going to lay in bed and go, fuck this. Which means sitting with and getting comfortable with the not idealized version of yourself. Like sitting with the version of yourself that makes you go, ugh. I don't want to do that. I don't know if I like that version of myself, but that is the version of yourself that's going to trip you up. So how do you conceptualize that and do the workarounds for each of the situations as you hit those speed bumps? And it's something that it, it takes work. It takes work to have that level of comfort with yourself. Um, what stood out to me in that, in that audio was just that, just checking in with yourself. So you're doing the thing that you thought you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Is it making you happy? Yes. That I, I, I didn't hear anything else that he said, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm writing down this person's name. Yeah. And I'm looking this up. He's got a few lectures on YouTube that I'm really excited to get into. And I was just like, yeah, are you happy? Like, didn't you not, did you check the box for all the things that you thought when you were 18, you were going to need to check to make yourself happy. But like, Feel right your body now. right now. Pucker your butthole. Mm -hmm. Are you happy? That's a very uncomfortable question for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they're like, I really climbed a lot. I did a lot of work. Yeah. I'm really attached to an outcome of happy and I am not happy. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's sit with that. What about? Yeah. Because there's that idealized version of themselves. If I 
if I check these boxes, if I do these behaviors, if I do these things in this certain way, if my I'm kids going to perform be... exactly the right, blah blah blah. <sighs> oh, we're gonna get into that, kids. Oh, oh. my God. Like, if I do all these things, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be this idealized version of myself. And like I'll say, like, your organizational systems are only as effective as the least organized person that uses them. Your, which is true. Like, it's like no plan survives contact with the enemy. It, life happens. Shit falls apart. Things go not according to plan. So it's, the things that go sideways. It's when the heavens open up and rain comes down all over the party that you were gonna have outside. It's when you wake up with the flu and you have to get up and keep going anyway. Like those not idealized situations and versions of yourself are the ones that have to be embraced and addressed in order to deal with a lot of shit effectively, period. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, all right. That was good. That was awesome. (laughs) So uh, we have so much ranting. Oh. oh my god all of this feels really good to go into our rantifesto for this week like i'm just running and i'm gonna i'm, pre- I'm gonna preemie it a little bit because i just have like the general public's view oh. of the situation and if we're not clear on what's happening ladies and gentlemen and gentle folk of the internet it is a mess on the internet right now twitter blew up See, yesterday and the day gone before and missed it y- you were better off in the mud um <laughs> Just the uh, unabashed privilege of folks to use their wealth and not even uh, the thing that I heard on uh, the New York Times this morning was that it was that there's sort of three doors into college. There's the front door where you get in based on merit and it's Mm. just straight up. Mm. There's the back door where you get in because you're so rich you can buy the school a building Mm. or Mm. something like that. And that's Mm -hmm. considered the back door. And this new situation that we're discovering with this scandal where 50 people were arrested this week is there's a side door. It's a clever, corruption-laden side door. And there's parts of this that are fascinating, and there's parts of it that are terribly offensive and gross. But I think getting back to that place of grace that I was at Mm -hmm. earlier with the trolls on my social media like Mm. how insecure do you have to be to be like i need to spend a half a million dollars to get my kid into the right school like where is that coming from is this because you don't trust your kid Mm. is this because you think your friends care so much about what your kid does with their life or Your parents care so much about what their grandkids do with their life. Where is this coming from? Where is the pressure to perform? Like you are very successful people, very rich, very successful people with obviously more money than sense in this case. Um, But also, what do you think you're giving your kid with this? What is the... What are you, what is your motivation? What's the goal? What's the goal? What's the goal? Is it like, um, the thing that I think about from, uh, sex education, that new, uh, Netflix thing with, uh, Jillian Anderson. Mm. So good. But there's like the black kid who's like on the varsity and he like gets in a fight with his moms because like his moms are using him like a trophy. Mm. Like he is, his success 
represents their success as parents. And I feel like in a lot of ways, these really, really incredibly successful people, they are not, they are not ready to face down that they maybe fucked up their kid. <laughs> they are not, that is a comfort zone they are not ready to get out of. And they will spend a half million dollars to stay in a comfort zone that tells them that they're a good parent to their kid. And that's, I feel like that's what they're doing is they're trying to be a good parent to their kid. And according only white rich people get to get good, away with this because but according to whose definition of good parent, right? And what's the game of success? Like, where's the checkbox? Where did this checkbox come from? And why do you feel like this is worth it? Yeah, to like, check it. Like what? And especially when you consider like there's black and brown parents in prison right now because they put down a family member's address to get their kid into a better public school. Mm -hmm. That's real. My home address was not my home address for high school. But shit has gotten hostile towards those parents recently. Yes. Uh, no, that shit is real. And, and so it's kind of like you see shit like this and it's like, you know what? Or we're complaining about, you know, <laughs> whatever emergency is at the border with people trying to get better lives for their children. Like, what, what the fuck is wrong with us that we, we like... We have this weird standard of, of success and failure in this regard. It is just... It's kind of fucked up. And broad view, it looks like shit. It's, it's very easy to get ragey. <laughs> oh, it's so easy to get my, ragey. Because... My, can I I'm not going to cut you off because mm. I want you to have the full like, the, I want like, you to have the full thing to go <laughs> so let me just finish the one thing that actually does personally affect me and really upset me mm. is that they were exploiting uh, accommodations for neuroatypical folks which is me that that's me that and that those accommodations are what I needed and now that this has happened those accommodations are at risk and I am so hurt like that that like literally affects kids with like like i can't i i know i get real insecure and i got specifically insecure this week about my ability to read mm. like i can't read like i can in like a if i sit down and focus and da, 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 like i have to like create an environment for reading you know like i don't read stuff and it's because i have dyslexia particularly with numbers and like this week as i'm trying to plan a vacation Oh. And I didn't do the thing that I usually do where like I outsourced it to somebody else who's better at reading than me. I was like, no, I can do it. I'm going to use my big, big, kid, big kid pants on. I'm going to book a flight. Oh, God, it was terrible. Let's not get in the flights this I'm week I'm not going to. No, it was, it was just a, a fucking hall of horrors, the addresses and stuff. And in the Facebook call, the, the PIN number that they texted me. Oh, shit. I gave it to the guy backwards. And he has the same problem as me, which was very sweet. And he was like, okay. And he kind of like, didn't like laugh, but he had a like, oh, in his voice, you know? Like, and he was like, just do it one more time for me. Can you try again? Just backwards. And I was like, wait, did I say it backwards? He's like, yes, you did. Try again for me. <laughs> mm. He was very nice about it. But like in a week where it was really challenging for me to just do life, then I see a story about motherfuckers exploiting what little accommodation I get and like that now a generation of kids is going to really struggle to get those accommodations because of entitled shitheads they've colonized accommodations 
And for the neuroatypical folks, it's really difficult to get any accommodation at all because, you know, limbic issues are really more obvious. So if you're blind, you're fucking blind, right? Like if you're deaf, you're deaf. We did a test, it's you're, you're there. Yeah. Neuroatypical stuff is weird. We don't know what this is. How, we not, don't, yeah, it's not obvious. It's not writ large. Yeah. Um, anyway, mm. I just wanted to get that last bit in of yeah. like my personal butthurt about the situation. Um, but I, I, I do, I also want to be like empathetic. Like these people feel like they failed as parents and they believe that this is the solution. It is not. <laughs> Throw some money at it. That'll fix it's everything. Just, you can't fix everything with money, people. You have to actually look at your soul <laughs> and talk about why you couldn't have boundaries with your kids such that they could just do their homework and get into college like a normal kid. Or accept not going to the or one accept that not going to the heart set just on. get lower your standards and, and and adjust and love them love those lowered standards this is the situation we're in now this is where we're at right Deal now with it. Meh, i didn't want this but we're here cool yeah carry on so yeah so you know more about this than i do though on the what yeah you got some uh i got some background with this <laughs> oh tell me which i did i i forget how many people don't know about my background hi again abby um <laughs> Is that I used to work in nonprofit fundraising. Um, done it off and on for like over 15 years, which is phenomenally long in fundraising years. Um, I think average rate of burnout was in the neighborhood of five years. It is a grind, it is uh, demoralizing. And depending on the things that you are asked to do, it really, it really fucks with you. Um, I started in development for a college and it's sort of what Rebecca was talking about earlier. How much is a donor willing to come up off of in order to fund a building, to fund a department, to fund a grant, to fund research? And that is taken into consideration perhaps if they have i don't know a kid that's a high school senior it's never stated outright but it happens i mean that was sort of my introduction to the whole concept of uh what pay pay to play like paying for access and even if it's not access for the kids to the institution it's paying for access of the donor to the administrative level of the college and or university. Um, and I'm, I have not caught up on all the stories around uh, the scandal, but I'm gonna say out loud, yo, uh, if you're a journalist and you happen to be listening to this, check the development departments. Development knows where the bodies are buried. Check the development departments. <laughs> Also sending links of this to NPR because they love our shit. They, like we're, we're totally in line with all their shit. Okay. So sending that to them. <laughs> but no, that whole like, I'll, I'll donate to your campaign. I'll donate to the annual fund. I'll donate to this special fund specifically to get access. And it, it's corrosive. And it's corrosive in a way. It's corrosive to education as a whole as far as access to people wanting to further like deepen their understanding of the world 
and how to exist in it. It's corrosive to it's corrosive to the kids that have to get admitted to these most of these kids didn't even know yeah. that this is how that they got admitted like, so they think that they I'm had in? merit they earned it that's yeah. what they get to think and it, it's corrosive to kids that do make it on merit that have busted their ass <laughs> and then are in college busting their ass and there's some kid that just kind of skates in and you look at them like that what because like i'm i'm not the first generation in my family to go to college but that sort of assumption because i did go to a primarily white institution pwi um the assumption that i was and that's sort of like what are you doing here and like are you on scholarship? yes i am on scholarship i earned that fucker it's an academic scholarship but you know like there's even with the kids not knowing in the instances that they did were not aware right. of the game being played, because some of them are. Yeah. Uh, there is this pecking order and hierarchy that's kind of built on a lot of assumptions that sit on top of institutionalized bullshit. Yeah. So it's like, what the... Mm! So to work as part of the machine that was furthering that, to like you pay for access you like slip a little extra in here slip a little extra in there paying for access for yourself and for your kids that points i mean and i'm what 10 15 years removed from working in that field but just to be aware of how corrosive that was then and to see how much further it's degraded now is just ah oh. This is the it tip of the iceberg. It is. No, did, like the hole goes really deep. Um, I do I Ooh. do I say the thing because hmm. <laughs> I want you. To, I always want you to say the thing. Say the so thing. So I don't. I don't think if you want a no. censorship thing, I'm not going to be the one to help you. No, I'm not going to censor this. <clears throat> no, like thinking about when I worked one of the institutions I worked at with, uh, and I'm forgetting her name, the Attorney General, of the State of Florida. Everybody swamped the alumni house of her college because they were looking for information on her to try and fill out the story of her life. And they swamped the alumni house, which could only confirm that she attended the institution. And I remember walking past this like scrum of journalists thinking to myself, like if they if any one of them turned around and saw me and that like every bit of information they wanted on this woman was on my desktop because I was a researcher in development and because she was already a prospect. I had everything they wanted on Can her and Can you say more. what a prospect means? Prospect. Uh, an individual who attended an institution, like you go to a college, a university, whatever. So alumni. Alumni. Or not. Oh. Someone, like you might not have graduated. You might be just a football fan. The, yes. Okay. Someone with a connection to an institution who has a lot of means. A lot Got of it. money, a lot of influence, a lot of power. And... A prospect is somebody who has that connection. The institution goes, hmm, what are their connections? What do they like? What do they not like? What is their life like? And there's people that research and investigate. And uh, I was one of those people. And we put together dossier. Uh, ooh, I feel dirty saying it. We put together <laughs> dossiers on people. I mean, after the dossier, like, <laughs> after that dossier in 2016, I feel like all dossiers got a dirty connotation now. <sighs> Just, just get dirty with it. Just get, oh, yeah. But 
No, like, we do the digging. We did the digging. And like, I put together everything on this woman and had it and turned it over to the college because that was my job. But I'm walking past this group of journalists who's like scurrying, trying to find all this information. Frothing at the mouth for information. Yeah, and I'm just strutting along behind him with my coffee, like, do, 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 what up? Goodbye. So, folks in the journalism fields, you so, want the development department, not, not yeah. your alumni house. Yeah, don't go there. No. Don't go there. They don't care. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that, that, that's it almost fucked. feels and like, like these, are, so these are like leftover institutions from like feudal times. They are. And it's like they're imposed on this thing on modern times where it's like we're better than that now. No, we're not. No, we're not. Not yet. No, no we're still doing that shit. We're still doing the same things. And we've just kind of put this glossy veneer on it and made it pretty. But it again, same shit, different flavor. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's nothing there's no progress that's happened there and like how like do we address do we address the system well yeah it would be kind of nice do we address the individuals well yeah we kind of got to do that because the system is made up of individuals making decisions every day but well it comes we back come to that from it both comes ends. back to that getting comfortable being uncomfortable yeah well, if, if these people were more comfortable with the disappointment that they felt in whatever the kids were going to end up with in college they wouldn't have needed to do the thing. Man, it comes down to that, like, you have to change the person. Like, we can't just take the system away. Like, the... the, the Let your fucking kid be mediocre, goddammit. Oh, mediocrity rules, man. There's Seriously. A, there's a La Tigre song called that. It's amazing. Oh. Uh, um, it, it Just that letting it, letting it be where it lies and being comfortable with that part. Like, if we can't just destroy the systems if everybody loves them. If everybody's addicted to the system, there's no point in removing the system. If you believe that getting into the right college is so important that you're going to commit fraud, take over accommodations from neurotypical folks, and also give yourself a tax write-off with your fraud. Yeah, like, let's not even get into that, that because is, it's baked in. That shit is baked yeah, in. Yeah, that was, And on top me, of that, please. penalizing people who, I don't know, change their address to get accommodations. like Because it's that outsized punishment for people mm -hmm. who are doing what they can on the small scale. Mm -hmm. When looked at, that's where externalities start to really piss me off. Of people doing these massive, like, large-scale fraud. That's, yes. Where it's like, you know what? Fuck all of this. Like, it's all broken. Mm -hmm. It's all fucking broken. Like, the idea that, that college admissions has been so badly ex it's a externalized. Game. It's a game. Of, it's been gamified. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. These are the rules. Okay, these are the it rules for It can't be like getting a ticket to Burning Man. No. It can't. Like, these are the rules for nonprofits. These are the rules for tax write-offs. These are the loopholes that exist within, within them for this year. These are the ways you can get through it. This is how much you can legally give under this institution's name. This is how much you can send to another institution that you create in order to funnel money into another entity. So, like, I, there was another thing that I've seen where my friend, uh, he was like, what my parents did was actually when I was a freshman in high school, they got a consultant that taught them everything they needed to do to get the financials in order. It wasn't like he get into the whatever school that he wanted. It was just mm. getting the financials in order. He came from a very wealthy family, but the two years before he went to college 
her his junior and senior years in high school, his parents operated at a loss mm. so that they got the financial aid. Mm-hmm. And he graduated with his four-year degree with like $2,000 paid to that institution <laughs> because his parents knew how to game their finances. Yes. And I, I mean, like I... And access to that knowledge is it's access to that not that that not the one big thing that nobody tells you that like all the college kids like everybody just says make a make an account for college right have a savings account for college <laughs> I love that I love you laughing your face off at that right now <laughs> when you do that you have now decided all of those dollars are going to go to college. You don't get to decide how it's spent or what it's spent on. You basically lose those dollars directly to whatever institution you, you did a really great job at not peaking. You laughed your face off and you totally didn't peak. Great job. Like they now you, you have to, that's kind of a game. It's like a, it's like a poor people tax. Poor people are told open a savings account for college. That's actually not what you're supposed to do. Anything that you have labeled as for college, it basically it's, doesn't count toward college because they have already figured out how to absorb it. Yeah. It's oh, sickening, I, sickening. And that's the game of protectionism. It's this is what happens. This is why I'm telling you it's bullshit. This is why we're having this conversation so yeah. we can give you any other idea possible or just give it give it a quick mirror like yeah this is what we're doing how you feel about that you feel good yeah. i don't feel good i don't feel good right now i think we could do better check in with yourself do the gut check check in with your friends you might not know but at least having the conversation again like bringing the shit out into the open talking about it and if you don't have if friends all fairness if you don't have friends get a tarot deck oh yeah yeah get into some alchemy Get into some ideas that you wouldn't have thought of on your own. Whatever it is that you find curiosity in that you want to play with, mm. hit it. You know? Oh. That feels good. Are we good? You got anything else? Do I have anything else? Oh. I'd say look out for each other right now. <laughs> That's the one. Like coming yeah. back and seeing that just has me feeling so disgusted. And I just oh. want to say like watch each other's backs take incredible care of yourself and the people and the world around you get comfortable being uncomfortable dear audience oh my god it's gonna be a kind of rough ride but i think we had a great time if you have any comments questions if you have feedback for us please yeah, send that send us an email to, at uh, kindness gmail.com we have now available on itunes spotify and google play our please subscribe Tell your friends about it. Yeah. I'm going to be friends. advertising and doing the thing, but tell your friends. It's more important to me. It is humbling and beautiful to me that you would tell anyone about us. Please yeah. do. And sign up for the email list because who knows how long all these other venues are going to be open. It might be worth it just to have our own means of connecting with people. Fair enough. I'm just saying after Instagram and Facebook, shit the bed. That's it might thing. be useful. Yeah. You can find but me like, on Twitter. Seriously, <laughs> be kind, motherfuckers. We need it right now. Oh God, please do. All right. Have a great day. Love y'all.